we're always in a little bit of a spot with uh, having a baptism in the second service because if we fill it too early, it gets cold. If we wait too long, we can't get enough water into it before it's time for the baptism. So I am going to run it for a bit here while Jay Don shares with us about the Ukraine. And it may run a little bit during Kevin's class, but uh, hopefully it's not so loud that we can't hear what's going on. We are privileged and blessed to have Jay Don and Mary Lee with us again. They've been here for many years now, coming at about this time each year and blessing us with a report about what's gone on in the Ukraine in terms of the ministry there. Our church has been involved with that ministry over a long period of time and in wonderful ways. And the rich blessings that have come to them have come to us as well as we've helped with their work. And so I'm not going to take any more of J. Down's time. Please come up, brother, and let me pray for you and thank God for you. J. Don and I have known each other for... Many years. Many years, over, <laughs> over 30. And uh, I don't know, 32, probably 32 years probably. we've known each other. Yeah. So uh, this is a dear brother. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray that you'd watch over J. Don as he speaks to us this morning. We are so grateful for the work that he and Mary Lee and all of those who work with them do in the Ukraine. It's been a privilege and a blessing over the years to have him come and, and be with us. It's been wonderful for us to share in his work. Uh, thank you, God, for making all of this possible. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. As you can see, the theme is Send the Light. I did find a, a little version of Send the Light that I want to play for you for just a moment. There's a call that comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. We will spread. We will spread. message as well send the light and we're just delighted to be able to be a part of the calvary church of christ thank you for the beautiful welcome that was given to us just a moment ago and one of the things that mary lee and i always feel when we come to calgary we feel at home uh, you always make us feel very warm very welcome very loved and your support and your help that way is just incredible for us uh, as many of you know, we went to Ukraine for five years, and uh, we're now in our 18th year. And uh, we don't know exactly when we'll come home, but anyway, it's uh, a wonderful work that we've been able to be involved in, and we're thankful that you have been a part of that. So I want to share with you today, and this is the idea of send the light, but the idea of the emphasis upon the light of God. Jesus said, I, uh, you, I am the light of the world. He's the light of the world. Now, sadly, there's many people that don't want to be a part of that light. In fact, 
He made the statement, or in the Gospel of John, the statement is made, this is the judgment, the light has come into the world. And men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. It's amazing that Jesus came into the world. He wanted to share this light with us. He wanted to show us a better way of life. He wanted to show us how life could really be. But so many people don't want to come to him because they would rather stay in darkness. It's hard to understand at times, but that's the way it is. But Jesus made us clearly know that we, he is the light of the world. Of course, at the Ukrainian Bible Institute, one of the things we're trying to do constantly is help the lost out of darkness. And we want our students to understand that that's the real purpose for them being there. And we enjoy this situation where we can be there and, and help them understand what they're really all about. I enjoy teaching the, uh, the Gospel of John while I'm there at the school. And this emphasis of him being the light of the world is very strong in the Gospel of John. But one of the things that we learn about Jesus is that Jesus was constantly, as the light of the world, just letting his light shine, but he wants our light to shine as well. It's not just him. It's got to be us as well. And so he says in Matthew 5, verse 16, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And, of course, that's what our life is all about. What are we doing here in Calgary? What are we doing wherever we are in the world? Are we walking in this world and letting our light shine before men? Not so that they can see us, but so that they can see God. Jesus was constantly going about doing good, letting his light shine even while he was here upon this earth. And so in John chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, we find this situation where Jesus is walking along and he saw a man who'd been born blind. And his disciples asked him, well, Rabbi, who sinned, is this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Here we have a person who is blind, who needs to see, not just see with his eyes, but to see spiritual things, see what life is really, really all about. His disciples, though, they want to know, oh, well, let's see, what are the theological implications of this situation? Uh, who sinned? His parents are him. And Jesus explains to them, neither one. It wasn't him or it wasn't his parents, but it was done so that God could be glorified upon this occasion. And really, that's what we need to be about. You know, it's not a matter of us looking at people and deciding all of their life and what they're all about, but how can we let God be in their lives or help them to see God in their lives? And it's going to be us becoming a light in this world. One of the things that's been neat to see some of our students and our graduates go out, they're, they're helping in many different ways. One of the ways is they're helping a blind camp. And in the summer, they get with these blind children, help them, they teach them, they have a relationship with them. And even though they're not able to do what Jesus was able to do and heal them so that they can physically see, they are helping them to see God. Beautiful to see one of our staff members, and he's here with a child that's blind, sitting in his lap. But he's talking to this child, helping this child to understand 
that there is a light, and that light is God, and they need to be a part of God, and God wants them to be a part of him. And here's a young lady that decided she wanted to be born again, baptized into Christ, and she's blind, but now she sees. She sees the most important thing in her life. She sees the spiritual things in her life, and that's what we want people to really see. Of course, another thing that we do at the Ukrainian Bible Institute is not only teach people to know God and teach people to know how to go out and do good and proclaim God, but we help people that come that need our help. And some of the funding that Calgary has sent, we have used this to help refugees to see the light. They come. This this one happened just uh, about uh, a week or two before I left, and it was amazing, you know, you had a wonderful group of people that came and visited this church last night or yesterday, and we had about 200 people show up on that day to come and, and get some help because they were refugees needing help. We have a clothing room where we have used clothing. We let them in just a few at a time, and they go through this and find what they need, and they're delighted to be able to have the help. Well, this is a way that we can show the light of Christ into the lives of people. We have our students, we have our graduates go to the Kiev Burn Center. They take medical supplies. They take help to them to help small children that have been burned, that are needing their burns wrapped, that are needing salves for their burns, needing different things. And so it's a blessing to be able to have the ability to go and help and care for these hurting children. That one always touches me. I don't know what happened to this child, but obviously had some pretty severe burns on a good part of the child's body. And just delightful that we can go and help. As we go and help, of course, we're always wanting them to say, why would you help us in this way? What are you doing? And we would love to say to them, well, it's because of Jesus that we do this. He's the one that's the real light of the world that helps so many people. Of course, we're able to go to children that are having all kinds of disabilities and letting our light shine for them. We also work with orphans, and we have the orphans come. Uh, We've got some that come every Lord's Day, and some of the ladies have gotten together, and they divided up the days and uh, the, the Sundays, and they prepare food for these orphans so after they come to our bible classes and come to a worship service then we feed them and then we do some other things again part of the money that's sent by calgary is used to help in these situations and we're delighted that it can be done that way Uh, some of the money is going toward the orphans so that we can buy them some new coats for the winter buy them some clothes that are needed badly to help them uh, survive And, of course, they are so thankful for the help that they receive. We work in prisons. This is Alexander Maluga, who's one of our teachers there. And Sasha is right there. And he he was converted in prison himself. And so he knows how to go in now and talk to these people that are in prison and, and reach them. This particular day, they had a baptism. And so all of them gathered outside after after their time together studying the word to have another prisoner set free in Christ. These are things that are just so beautiful. 
we are doing our best to take the light, but you are participating in helping us take the light. And for that, we are really, really, really grateful. Uh, one of the things that we have is we, we try to train our students, again, not only in the Word of God to teach them what the Word of God really says, but to train them to know how to go out and what to do when they go out in doing good. This is a young man. His name is Nazar. Nazar is an orphan, and he's come to us, and we've had several orphans actually go through the school. And he's just a wonderful, loving young man. I mean, he comes up, and he hugs Mary Lee, and he hugs me and calls his mom and dad, and he just craves that, that warmth and that relationship that he hasn't had earlier in his life. But now then, he's going out and preaching the word. Uh, here, this was one of his break weeks, and he was over in Kharkiv, and he was preaching the word there. And he also was out working with them and trying to help them reach out to people in the community, doing street evangelism. Over in Ukraine, we've said it several times, it works well over there. People go out on the streets, they hand out literature to people, and people are very receptive to it. Even people that sometimes you would look at them and say, oh, this person wouldn't really be interested in the gospel of Christ, uh, but they are. They're seeking things. They're wanting things. They're wanting to know more about what life can really offer rather than just what they have in their life themselves. We have students that go out frequently to evangelize. They're taking the light. They're sending the light. They're taking that light to the world that's around them. And this is a group of our students that go, they, they've gone down, oh, maybe two or three blocks from the school. And they set up a table there. They have free literature that they can give to people. And they love talking to people and inviting them to church and just talking to them about the Lord. Uh, here's a young lady. Her name is Sveta. Sveta was a, a, a woman who was involved in drugs and alcohol. She's gone through the rehab center there that's uh, in, in Ukraine that's run by one of our graduates, and she's just come a long way. I remember the first time that she came to the school, and I, I, I looked at her, and I thought, wow, I don't know whether she will ever make it here, but, you know, I'm glad that she wants to try. And her whole countenance and everything has just changed through the time that she's been at the school, and she's a real delight to have as one of our students at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. This is a young man by the name of Sergei, and Sergei is also being helped, I think, by Calgary as well, and we just appreciate, again, the help that he has. Uh, he's a lovely man. He's, uh, his wife is just very creative. Uh, they're doing wonderful, great work with our vacation Bible schools and things like that that we have at the Posniki Congregation, and it's just amazing to watch them work they're really creative wonderful workers for the lord of course we're always trying to help people that are with have that have uh drug problems with addictions and uh here's a young man in this picture he's uh right here his name is slavic he's brought a couple of the guys from the rehab center with him and a very young man that he wanted to just introduce to the Ukrainian Bible Institute with the hope of maybe someday he'll come and become a student at Ukrainian Bible Institute. I think at this point he's about 14 years old, but you want to plant that seed in their minds that maybe one of these days they'll be able to come there and study. 
Of course, we've always been thankful for some of the guys that have come from this center. And I want to show you next a video. And this is a video of one of the men who's gone through the rehab center, has had a radical change in his life. And I wanted you to just hear his story quickly this morning. Uh, when, as you start the, started, he starts talking, uh, then the interpretation of it starts just a little bit later, so don't get discouraged if you don't understand it first. But beautiful story. Are we teaching the truth in Telling it like it is While holding motives and showing My name is Eugene Shabanov. I'm 31 years old. I'm from a small town, Nikopol, in the Dnipropetrovsk region. I would like to tell you about how God changed my life. When I was 12, my parents divorced and I went to live with my grandma. For me, this meant I was left to fend for myself, since my grandma didn't have the strength to replace my parents. After high school, I studied to be an auto mechanic. From that moment, I started doing drugs. After technical school, I went to work in a factory. I constantly needed money for drugs. My salary wasn't enough, so I started stealing. That's how I found myself in an addiction that lasted for almost 10 years. To this day, it scares me to remember those days. Every day started and ended with my thoughts consumed with how I could get my next fix. I would often wake up in the morning not knowing where I was. I was constantly surrounded by strange, scary, and dangerous people. But I wasn't afraid. Drugs killed my fear. That's how I got involved in looting and robbery. One day, someone showed up at our house and told me about a way to get away from this kind of life. He told me about God and his love. He helped me get a job. My first reaction was rejection. In that moment, I was still sure of my own strength. Usually, I would answer, I have enough power to change my own life. Faith in myself led me to live a life on the streets. For almost a year, I wandered around drug dens and basements. At some point, I realized I didn't have power, and I never did. I returned to this person and told him I was ready to go to rehab. That's how my path back to my father began. The first thing I promised God when I came to him in prayer was to serve him for all my life. It wasn't easy at first, but God's miracles surrounded me. I began to recover. I restored relationships with my family. I remembered that I had a younger sister, and I began communicating more closely with her. After my rehabilitation, staying true to my promise, I stayed at the rehab center and started to help minister to addicts. In time, I wanted to gain more knowledge, and I enrolled in the Ukrainian Bible Institute. My studies at UBI helped me 
more correctly and effectively tell people about Jesus and his good news. Today, by using myself as an example, I tell people on the street about how God came into my life and brought big changes. For me, UBI is a place for meeting new people, new support, new knowledge about the Bible, and new opportunities for ministry. It's not always easy to serve people. I often remember one of my favorite verses from the book of Joshua, be strong and courageous. I know I'm not alone. Now that I have met the Lord, we will never part again. While studying in the Institute, I gained a deeper understanding of the words, go make disciples of all nations. I don't want to just be a listener. After I finished the Institute in 2019, I want to go and tell people about love. In Kiev, there is a large dormant region. It's the most populated. More than 200,000 people live there. This area needs a strong church. The people in this area need the gospel. Already today, I'm going there to pray for the people and with the people and laying down the foundation for a future Church of Christ congregation. I invite you to go with us to this area. I need your prayers, your support, and any participation. May God bless us and our establishment of a new Church of Christ congregation in the city of Keith. He was teaching the truth in I thought it might be interesting for you to just kind of see a little snapshot of, of, of one of the guys, just one person, and a little bit about their life and how they have come to know God. And it's been a result of a lot of work through the years in Ukraine of training and getting people involved in, in helping these people get out of these drug situations. Here he is on the street talking to people. He's already active in trying to help people come to know Jesus. This year we've had a couple of beautiful weddings. We've, uh, it's always a joy to fi- have, have some of our students or our staff find one another, start a new family, and to start letting their light shine in their family. This is Zhenya and Nastia. And uh, this, we're hopeful in the future years that this will be an important, vital part of the growth of the church in, in Ukraine as these new families start their families too. Here's another couple that recently got married, Christina and, and Sergey, and they too are planning on letting their light shine for the Lord. Again, it's beautiful to see them and see their lives as they start out. I, I wish you could have experienced their, their weddings, both of their weddings, and the, the wedding showers that they had for these ladies. Uh, they don't have wedding showers like we have. We've, they've heard about them, but they usually don't bring gifts, but they... They go and they do a bunch of spiritual activities, and they talk to one another about spiritual things and how important it is for them in their lives to be attuned to God in, in their life as they start their marriages. And even in their ceremonies, they do some wonderful things that really share some spiritual concepts and spiritual ideas. I have to tell you quickly about one that they did. They had, uh, they had put a bunch of signs on the ground at uh, at the reception they had an outdoor reception 
and they had all these signs about different problems that people are going to have in marriage. And they said, okay, they put one guy, uh, the, the bridegroom on one side, the bride on the other side, and said, okay, you have to get over there, but you can't get within three feet of any of these signs. Well, it was impossible. They couldn't do that the way it was set up. And so all of a sudden, one of our other young men, in fact, this, uh, the guy that I mentioned to you earlier that was a, uh, an orphan, he came out and he had on a white robe and he picked him up as if he were God and carried him across that and set her down beside him to say, there's going to be a lot of things in your marriage that you cannot do, but with God, God can help you through it. And they do all kinds of neat things like that in their weddings to share. Let us now let our light so shine brightly that others can see their way in the dark world that they're living in. And we're so thankful that you have helped us and you participate with us in helping us take this light to Ukraine. Mary Lee continues to teach the ladies there and work with them, and, and she lets her light shine in their lives. I'm able to do the same thing, but without you and your help, we could not do this. So we're so thankful to you as a congregation for what you do in helping us do this. It was interesting one day, I, uh, one of uh, the ladies that uh, helps us with the school, her husband's uh, one of the teachers at the school, she walked out of the school one day, and all of a sudden she looked up, and she saw this scene, saw this beautiful light, and it was coming as if it was coming, I'm sure it was the sun reflecting off the windows. But the thing that was really amazing was she looked up, and she said, that's where... Jadon and Mary Lee live. In fact, we live right there. And I thought, wow, isn't that incredible to see that light coming from there? But it's you that have helped us to be that light over there. So thank you for doing that. Now, I want to conclude with one other video that's going to tell you just briefly some of the history and some of the good that's being done there. <laughs> Ukraine is a tremendous country with many wonderful people who are needing the gospel of Christ. It is a country with a rich history of opportunity and, at other times, deep tragedy. Its history spans over 1,100 years. It is about the same size as the state of Texas, but with a larger population. Texas has a population of approximately 25 million, and Ukraine, about 45 million. For many years, it was a part of the Soviet Union, and was during that time considered the breadbasket of the Soviets. During the early 1930s, the people of Ukraine went through a man-made drought, causing the deaths of thousands of its citizens. After the collapse of the Soviet Union in December 1991, brethren started planning a trip to Ukraine to preach Christ. In 1995, in and around Donetsk, around 20 congregations of the Churches of Christ were planted and the School of Bible and Evangelism was started in Donetsk to train needed workers. 
It later became known as the Ukrainian Bible Institute from the initial large campaign in 1994. And the work of the Ukrainian Bible Institute helped the church to grow rapidly in Donetsk. Then it grew even more in the Donetsk region. Students and graduates from UBI were very effective in church growth. Extensive work was done with widows, orphans, and hospitals. With helping the needy and personal evangelism, the light of the gospel shone very bright. But in 2014, Ukrainian people took to the streets and revolted against the continued corruption of its government. The world watched as Maidan and the revolution of Maidan took its toll on Ukrainians, but ended in the overthrow of the government. In March of 2014, war came to Donetsk. We had to shut down UBI. We had no classes for six months, then made the decision to move the Ukrainian Bible Institute to Kyiv. At first, this seemed like a real tragedy, but what started as a tragedy ended up a blessing from God. Congregations in Kyiv were small, but many are now growing with the help of UBI students and graduates. The light is getting brighter. The light is also shining as new congregations are being started in more areas of Ukraine. In just three years, six new congregations have been started by our graduates, and small congregations in other cities are glowing brightly for the Lord. Once Jesus Christ came to earth and said these words, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The first thing he started doing was not planting, but rather finding harvesters, training them and letting them go out into the world. The same strategy is employed at UBI. What they do is the Lord brings us there. They teach us for two years and send out into the world to spread the gospel in all spheres of life. We do everything. We go into children's uh, hospice centers, adults' hospice centers. When the doctors see our zeal and the way we pray for the people who are dying, they let us go to other departments. We have a powerful evangelism ministry. We have started to have many visitors at church. There are some people who attend church on a regular basis, but there are few, but they come on a regular basis. We started a ministry in the town of Irpen. Prior to that, we had a ministry there made up of people who wanted to study the Word. And in the course of time, it grew into a church. Having asked for a blessing, we made a decision to establish a Church of Christ in this very town. We organize all kinds of evangelism activities. We do street evangelism, reach out to people, teach children's lessons. By doing that, we try to introduce people to the gospel. We want to show this light, to show Jesus Christ, to carry Christ to these people. In what direction do we serve? Of course, it is evangelism, work with uh, the youth, the youth ministry. We have uh, 
our own camp for teenagers. We've run it for the second year in a row. We have a, a couple of tents. We get together with children and their parents in summer at such camps. We also do street evangelism. We gladly pass out the literature and gladly invite people to church for worship and to, to study the Word of God. Our ministry started with work with the refugees, of course. We provided relief for them. However, we gradually switched to children. The children that we have worked with haven't heard the word love and what it means. In the last three years, not only did some of the graduates of the boarding school help us, but they also made a covenant with God through Jesus Christ. They serve in church, deliver sermons, help with the teaching, youth lessons, and bring to church their deprived friends and acquaintances who roam about the town with no one to huddle up to. Many other cities in Ukraine are needing the light. And new opportunities are awakening in Europe. Our graduates can now move freely without visas into the rest of Europe. This makes it much easier now to send the light to Poland, to the Czech Republic, and other European cities. Help us light Ukraine. We need the light in Ukraine. Jesus, the light is needed here. Help us take the light to Europe. Ukrainian wants the light of the gospel. Please help us send the light. So that kind of gives you a kind of a capsule of what uh, is happening there. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for helping us let this light shine. Uh, I was so encouraged by what happened yesterday here because you're finding new ways to let the light shine right here. And that is what we need to be doing all over the world, wherever we are. So praise God for that. And thank you so much for allowing Mary Lee and I to be with you and share this time together. <laughs>